So investors are now looking to become preppers. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Twitter and Instagram, Tony Katz. Uh, His name is Jeff Lewis. He is an early investor in Lyft. And he tweets out the following. This is so great. There, this is so woke. If one were hypothetically stockpiling four months of shelf-stable food, what would folks recommend? That would be one thing. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's how he follows it up. If one were hypothetically stockpiling four months of shelf-stable food, what would folks recommend? Optimizing for keto-friendly. Guys, guys, if you're if you're prepping, has you worried about keto? You're doing it wrong. Just so we're clear. But the conversation of stockpiling. So, I am not a prepper. Have I always maintained about I would say a week's worth? Yes. Have I now increased that and slowly building it out to about a month and a half's worth? The answer is yes. Do I think that makes me a crazy person? Absolutely not. What rational people have noticed, and by the way, I don't know if this is being asked because of coronavirus, in which case that's just ridiculous. What normal people have noticed is that when the slightest warble happens in society, everybody falls down. If the power is out for five hours, people are already breaking into the local convenience store for water. You don't have water? Now, maybe this goes along with conversations that people are living to paycheck to paycheck and they, 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 they don't have one, they're, they're one uh, utility problem or, or one car problem away from, from bankruptcy. Well, let me tell you, as a guy who has lost it all my life, lost every dime that I owned, um, I know how difficult it is to build it back up. I've done it. I have absolutely done the thing. I lost everything. I lost the house. All of it. If it wasn't for Craigslist and garage sales, my kids would not have had clothes. Without question, the facts. When there is any little hiccup in the system that we have here, People lose their minds. They're incapable. They're unable to do anything. And I think that that's dangerous because incapable people are dangerous people. So that's why I look at my wife and look at my kids and say, we're going to have this. Now, what is in my stockpile? I think there are things that I probably don't know about that I should have. And there are probably things that I do have I shouldn't have. That's neither here nor there. Do I have propane? Yes. I used to have a propane grill, and I figured that's the way I would cook. I have now gotten um, uh, uh, the the, the burners, right, like a a camping stove uh, to to do that, if only because I've moved my grill over to a – it's going to end up being a pellet grill. I've gotten rid of what I have, and I'm going to move to a pellet grill. It's just the way I want to do it. Don't yell at me. I'm not a purist. Move on. I I have no time for for your grilling bigotry. Um, so that's one, uh, that source of power is very, very important. 
Um, do I have water? Yes. Do I have water in, in jugs of water? Do I have water in bottles of water? Anytime I see the water on sale, I just pick up some extras. And then every, I think, six months, just rotate it out, put something else there, and then we use it. Right? Now, I mean, I have water in my house. I've got the reverse osmosis system. I don't know. It's science, and the water is fine, and all that jazz. But I use it. Right? That's how we rotate it out. Is there rice in in that in that prepper world? Absolutely. Is there peanut butter in that prepper world? Absolutely. Are there beans in that prepper world? Absolutely. Is there a uh, um, canned chicken, like like canned tuna fish? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, producer Ari. Does that not meet with your Epicurean uh, uh, palate? Canned chicken? It's like it's like I know what it is. It's you know gross. What it's like tuna fish, but it's chicken. I also hate canned tuna. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can have ahi on my prepper stand. You know <laughs> That's what, not I what I mean? I say. There are better options. I, I get some poke. Sure. Knock yourself out. What are the? What is the better option? As opposed to canned. Can, if if you, canned you, tuna fish is, is is NFG. You were what? doing. You were doing great before. Rice, beans. Okay. Well, you know, I don't know how many rice and beans you can eat. You might want to change it up a, a, a little bit. Those are things within the world. Jerky is something that should be with within your world. Peanut butter should be something uh, that that is something that I've got uh, ready uh, to go. Now there are probably a hundred million other things that can happen. I mean, people do MREs and all sorts of stuff. My point being only that you know that's not crazy, right? Those people are right. I didn't say you should have a two-year supply and a bunker. That's a whole different thing. By the way, as the great joke goes, you don't need a bunker if you have ammo. That's pretty dark. It is dark, but it's 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 out there for sure. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, uh, ammo. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's 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 valuable, and it's it's important. And I think it's a great way to teach your kids about. Um, the importance of being prepared and not being crazed, right? It's about saying that not everything works perfectly all the time. And when it doesn't, you're still responsible for you. I think it's an unbelievable moment uh, of teaching, right? You're responsible for you. This is also true about debt, which brings us to a story about people having sex. Come on! What? Come on! What? It's a story. It's it it's it's happening. People have debt. They've got a lot of student loan debt. Uh, Americans have 1.56 trillion dollars of student loan debt. Two in three. Two in three borrowers who don't have children say their student loan debt increasing costs of college have made them hesitant about having kids. Well, if the argument is that you don't have the money to have kids, okay. I can appreciate that. 68% of single borrowers say they're postponing marriage until after their student debt is paid off. All right, that's a personal choice. You don't you don't think you can get married with debt? Fine, fine by me. 39% of borrowers reported their debt made them less interested in having sex. Yes! 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 That's insane. And that number jumps to 44% when looking only at millennials. You're terrible. You're all terrible. Debt makes you not want to have sex now. 
stress can lessen libido. I believe that to be true. So will the new generation recognize that the key to a great sex life is not incurring the insane debt that college says they require in order for you to be a fully-fledged human being? If the debt is preventing you from that, why take on the debt? Take on half the debt and then have twice the... Yes! Yes! Oh! 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 That's all I'm saying. It seems obvious. Now, the idea that uh, people who have a lot of debt think twice about having kids uh, makes perfect sense to me. You want to have kids when you can afford having kids. I think that's actually very, very important. But again, it only goes to show that college is an impediment to your life and the full enjoyment of your life. And if you say to me, Tony, that's a bit extreme. Well, how about we say it this way? There comes a moment where the cost of college is an impediment to your life and the enjoyment of your life. There is a moment when the college is not worth it. I talk to my children about college. I don't mean to get personal. I Allow me, though, on this one. I have for years said, and, I, and, I, and I, it's true, our entire system is backwards. The idea that we take kids out of high school and we send them to college is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Your kids are going to live at home anyway. So why are we rushing the process? Let them live at home for a while. How about two years? And in those two years, they become apprentices. Or they get jobs. They learn skills because we weren't worried about whether or not they can just code. Maybe they have other skills they can utilize with their hands. And they go to work every day. And they earn money. And they're living at home, but they're earning money. Do that for your kids, for the love of God. And after getting a couple years under their belt with a skill set that they can rely on to earn an income that will allow them to move out of the house and into the condo, the apartment, the home, the whatever it is, and pay their own way, having some life experience, then they say, hmm, what do I want to do with my life? Okay, I'm going to go learn about this and get a degree in this thing right here. And instead of having to spend forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year in order to have a career, they say to themselves, I have a career and I can get this same education over here for 21500 a year. Still a very expensive proposition, but not 40000 a year. I'm going to go over there. Because they're older, because they're wiser, because they've had some life experience, and because they've had some success, they are much in a much greater position to make rational decisions that are actually better for their life, as opposed to doing things because of some kind of peer pressure or outside pressure of what they think they have to do when they have no experience whatsoever. For my own children, the rule is as follows. Where in the country you go, I can't stop you. If you go, I don't know how much you spend. 20K a year, have a nice day. I don't want to hear it. No, you cannot go someplace that's $50,000 a year. The answer is no. I don't care if you'll take out loans. The answer is no. I love you too much to allow you to do that to yourself. The answer is no. All right, you hate me today. Ten years from now, you're going to buy me a steak dinner. And let me tell you, it's going to be big. And I might have seconds. I will order the second ribeye in front of everybody. Won't even be shy. You know what? I won't even eat it. I'll just lick the second one and leave it on the plate. But you're going to order it. I'm going to order it. You're going to pay for it. That's how it's going to go down. 
limiting the dollar, not limiting the opportunity. And that would be the same thing for a trade school or, or, or something like that. I don't know. But the rush to college is a bad idea. It's a bad idea to throw our kids out there like that. And if you think that I'm wrong, let me go back to the study if only to prove the results. Because the truth is, this isn't about millennials being millennials. This is about people being lied to their entire lives by their parents, by the intellectual intelligentsia. I notice I repeat myself there. And realizing that this does not work. What people say is the thing you have to do is untenable. You can't live like that. It sucks. After very careful consideration, sir, I've come to the conclusion that your new system sucks. It's just awful. So don't do it. Change the system. Change the entire thought process. As a parent, you have a job to do. And your job is not to make your kids happy with you. Your job is to do the best for your kids. You're not you're not their friend. Parents know that, right? You're not their friend, you're their parent. I am not my kid's best friend. I am dad. I like the title. I'd like to be good at it. And being good at it doesn't mean they like you all the time. That's what I've learned. It's not that I want it that way. It just happens to be exactly that way. But when you see kids doing this, they're less interested in having sex because of debt. They're not having kids because of debt. All right, the less sex is nuts, but they're not having kids makes perfect sense, and you agree with that. So why in the world are we saddling them with the debt? Why are we telling them that's what matters? And why are we allowing them to engage in nonsense careers like or uh, degrees like gender studies? You let your kid get a degree in gender studies, you hate your kid. It's not their choice. If they were living at home for two years, then making money on their own, then deciding what they were going to go into, it could be their choice because they always have something they could fall back on. All those kids who majored in puppetry would have been much better off if they knew how to edit video because at least they can make $75 an hour that way while they're trying to figure out how to get their big Terry Fader break in Vegas. But no one ever taught them how to edit video. They just said, get your degree in puppetry. And then there were no jobs and they're like, this system. That's unfair. Save me, Bernie Sanders. Save me. And here we are. Change the system for the sake of your kids. I mean, unless you don't want them having sex. I'm Tony Katz.